Hi, Lauren. Hi, Sam. Are you ready to talk about everything, everywhere, all at once? I am, because after all, we We are the Watchers of Movies. Oh, I was just looking to see if I got the title correct because I was like, did I get the title correct first try? I know. It's a lot. It's This one's easier to remember than like there was that Zac Efron, um, Ted Bundy movie, and I still don't remember the name of it, even oh, though I've seen yeah. it twice. Like, it's like extremely loud and vile, incredibly close. <laughs> extremely vile, super evil, and like really bad. <laughs> it's like it's this long I hope it's title. I hope it actually has the words and like really bad no, in it. <laughs> it definitely doesn't, but <laughs> it was something that the um that the judge had said when he sentenced Ted Bundy. So I can see why they use that as a title, but I was like you need to go with something a lot less confusing because people are just going to call it that Zac Efron Ted Bundy movie and that's exactly what people have done (laughs) you know what I Uh, mean so it's it's good I think he does a good job um it would have been nicer to kind of see him do more psychopathic things but I liked it from Lily Collins is in it she does a great job too oh yeah uh but anyway so I I think I told you about this movie before, but it's called Wine Country, and it's with uh, Amy Poehler and Tina Fey's in it for a little bit, and Maya Rudolph and uh, Rachel Dratch, and they all go to Napa for like their friend's birthday. It's funny. It's a funny movie. So I was watching. I came over to my my parents' house and I was watching with my mom and and her friend. And there's one scene where they are rolling down a hill like at first not intentionally and then intentionally and I was laughing so hard I was like silently shaking like I was like crying like I was like I have to go and pee because I'm about to pee my pants laughing <laughs> levels of laughing um there's one scene where Jason Schwartzman's in it and there's one scene where he's like standing in the doorway of Amy Poehler's room because he like works for them as they're they're staying at this villa you know so he's like kind of just like the chef or whatever and he's making paella and it's been taking like 18 hours to make paella like a ridiculous amount of time he's like hey I think there's like two hours left to the paella and they're like who gives a shit about the paella Devin but anyway so he's standing in the doorway and he's like hey um, do you want to have sex and she stares at him and it's just this like long shot of just her just staring at him and then she goes yeah that's fine (laughs) 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 it's on i think it's on netflix i would really recommend it it's it's great because it's like all these women have all worked together before so you can like you can kind of like assume that they're already friends so it's like watching them just like kind of just chill out and hang out and like be friends together you know movie snl lineup right exactly i think um I think Emily Spivy's in it, and the the girl, one of the girls from um, Pen Fifteen, the Asian one. Mm. I can't remember her character's name, um, but anyway, yeah, it's 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 a cute, it's a funny movie. I'd recommend it. I'll have to check it out. I like yeah. all those people. I think you'd like it. I think it's it's definitely it sounds not, like something I would like. Yeah, it's it's definitely not like it's not it's nothing deep, but it's it's a fun little you know like it'll make you laugh, it'll make you cry. It'll it'll, it'll it's good. You yeah, know? It's, no, I'll have to check it out. It's very typical of like 
it's just very much like a girlfriend's weekend you know what i mean where they're like they're like in the tub and they're like i love you so much and i'm so drunk right now but you're my best friend ever and i've never loved anyone more (laughs) i've had 15 glasses of wine (laughs) it's just like so they're like crying and like holding hands in the tub and like you know it's it's just it's good it's good i'll check it out yeah you should sounds good so have you watched anything lately that you want to Mitchell, <laughs> I watched one other thing and I didn't finish it. Mike and I watched the Netflix docu series Kunk on Earth. Mm, I've heard that it's funny. My mom said it's funny. It's very funny, and it made me laugh out loud multiple times. It's uh, pretty great. It's pretty ludicrous in some parts, and it's just I don't know. She's very good at what she does. And uh, yeah, I would recommend it. It's it's like five episodes. It's not very long. I wanted more. I wanted. I was sad when it was done. <laughs> Isn't that? It's always sad when that happens. You're like, no, but I'm I'm not I'm not ready for it to end. <laughs> yeah, like Dark Tourist, David Ferrier. Why haven't you come out with the second season of Dark Tourist? I need it. <laughs> Don't you understand? Uh, like seeing one of your documentaries very occasionally is not doing it for me okay i think he does like a guest spot on uh armchair expert yeah he does he posts pictures of himself on the on his instagram all the time and he's adorable (laughs) i think he's just really cute (laughs) anyway um so I, I watched, or I started watching this other show or this movie called the strays it's like brand new on netflix and I, within the first 20 minutes, was like, I don't care about this movie. I don't want to finish it. I don't care what happens. I don't know these people, and I don't care what happens to them. And uh, and I was with my mom and and her friend, and she was like, just change it. <laughs> well, who's in it? No one I even recognize. And it was just... Like, I guess the whole story is like it's about this woman who was in an abusive relationship and she runs away from it. And then her kids that she had previously start coming back into her life. But just the way it was done was like it was supposed to be really suspenseful, like you're building it up, but you didn't have enough of a reason to feel suspensed you know what if that makes sense like it was like okay so she's being stalked by someone that's sad but like you haven't given me a enough reason to care about this character you know like she like from what i've seen like sorry that she like it's terrible that she was in an abusive relationship but she seems very cold and like disconnected and you're just like okay you know like what give me something to care about this character because i don't mm-hmm. and so within like 20 minutes i was like Mm-mm, nope not finishing it so yeah oh <laughs> that's it nice. that's it because i was excited to watch it it looked interesting it looked spooky and then as we were watching it i was just like this is not good and it's gonna get worse and then i read the synopsis and i was like yeah the ending sounds like shit mm-hmm. <laughs> so that yeah. uh, that really um that really sold it for me because I've done that before. Like um, the movie Don John with. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. With Scarlett Johansson and um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And I was like, I'm not sold on this. I don't know. And I read the synopsis because I read the ending. So I was like, if we're going to finish it, let's just know what the ending is. You know? Sure. And I figured and I read the ending and I was like, OK, I'll finish it. And I actually 
ended up liking the movie. Like, I don't think it's not something I would really care about seeing again. Mm-hmm. But it was like the ending was very sweet and kind of romantic. And and I was like, that was that was a good ending. That made me feel warm and fuzzy inside. So it, it was like worth watching it. But this movie felt like if I do, I'm going to finish it. And I'm going to be like, I can't believe I wasted an hour and a half of that movie. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, you got to follow your gut. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, so are you ready to talk about the movie? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. I have a lot of notes. All right. So go ahead and give a synopsis. I'll let you do it. Well, real quick, I want to say, oh, no, no. Okay. I'll do the synopsis, I guess. (laughs) Okay. Hold on. Sorry. Excuse me. Pardon me. Okay, so Short Round wants a divorce from his wife. <laughs> Do you No, you don't. Short Round from, is he, that his name from, uh, from Indiana, Indiana Jones? Jones? Yeah. Oh. Because I was watching the that movie and good. I was like, is that Short Round? And I was like, oh my God! <laughs> I got so excited. I was like, I love Indiana Jones. So that was fun. Anyway, I was trying to make a joke. Anyway, so. I'm not a huge Indiana Jones fan, but you know what? Yeah, yeah I, I remember bet you that saying that. Somebody listening got, got a laugh out of it. Thank so, you. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so it is about a woman named Evelyn, and life is just kind of going to shit for her. She's in the IRS office and um, is getting audited. And her husband suddenly becomes like a different person and tells her that she is uh, at this like the center of kind of this multiverse where she has to stop this evil character from taking over, who is uh, Jobu Tupaki. Um, and basically the end kind of culminates into like that, like they were on the verge of of. Um, becoming estranged but at the end they it, it they realize that they love each other so it was kind of a sweet ending but um what did you think of the movie i knew you were gonna ask me that <laughs> like i don't ask every time i've never asked that question i don't know what you're talking about yeah <laughs> um this was a i don't know i think i liked it in some parts I know I hated it in some parts. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time I felt kind of indifferent and very confused. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like I'm not totally sure why people are so excited about it. I'm not sure why it's getting nominated for a ton of awards. I think the performances were good. So yeah, they should be nominated. But the movie itself, I'm not totally positive why it's getting so much praise Mm -hmm. um and i was talking to mike about it i was kind of ranting about it to him because i'm like i'm not i'm just not sure what's so special about it and he said and he suggested that sometimes when a movie is too complicated to understand people like critics Mm -hmm. don't want to seem stupid so they just praise it and then everyone just sort of keeps praising it (laughs) and i think that's about as good of an explanation as any um the thing is uh it's basically like i have to narrow it i have to break it down into its most like simplest like particles so the movie is it's a wonderful life with multiverse okay and and that's okay i've actually never seen the full 
It's a Wonderful Life. I've seen bits and pieces, but never the full thing. Well, this movie is the same concept. Somebody, you know, their their life is at an impasse, and, you know, they were just shown, like, basically, this is, like, this is your life now. These are the choices that would have made your life different. This is how you're needed here, and so on and so forth. And I don't dislike the multiverse aspect, um, but I think it's way too complicated for this movie. Like they could have simpled it, they could have simplified it like a million times simpler, and it still would have gotten the point across. Because I think that there's a lot of body horror in it, but it's done with comedy. But comedic yeah. body horror is still body horror, and yep. I don't like that. And I also think it kind of has a Harry Potter feel for me in that. It's multiverse, so they can just do whatever they want for no reason. And right. that really bugs me. The raccoon and the hot dog fingers really annoyed me. Oh, God. The hot dog and fingers was the, like... It was gross. It was really gross. bummed me out. And then I could have done... The paper... The, I, I could have taken that whole entire part out. Yeah. Honestly, I was like really bummed out by that. Like I liked that Evelyn and... What was Jamie Lee Curtis's character... Oh, by oh, the way, it took me a minute. Her name was funny. Deirdre Bo. It's like Bo Deirdre Bo Beardry, which I really liked. It's <laughs> funny. So Deirdre Bo Beardry um, and her were like in kind of like a romantic relationship, and I liked that aspect of it. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, but the whole like hot dog thing, like sticking and then, them in their mouths. Yeah, it was gross. And, and doing stuff with their feet, I thought that was weird. Yeah, I like. But, I get where they were coming from, and it, but it that felt like not necessary well you know yeah because i i thought and it was like gross too it really bummed me out like i was like really big getting grossed out by them well, like just, eating each other's it just felt like and, it, like i said with the harry potter thing it felt like they just did it but they didn't think about if they should right like you're talking about multiverses and it's supposed to be sort of bombastic and comedic comedic so they tried to up the ante a little bit and that sort of thing kind of bothers me because i think the concept is fantastic enough. You don't you don't need to add gimmicks to it. And I really drew the line at like the paper mache or not the the pinatas, sorry, mm-hmm. the pinatas, the hot dog fingers, the raccoon, rakakui and and cuz see rakakui. We'll get into it. But anyway, I I can't I mean there were some parts of the story that I really liked and I think the overall message of the story is a good story and it's but I just I feel like they went about it in a fashion that I, I just like you have a good concept but you're you're just it's like bedazzling something I think like you know here I I made you this jean jacket but I also put a ton of shit on it mm-hmm. and so that's kind of this it's movie's like 50 kind of like heavier than it normally yeah is. <laughs> like this movie's kind of like a bedazzled jacket where mm-hmm. it maybe doesn't need to be yeah you know anyway so it's hard for me to say whether I liked it or didn't like it because I'm so very waffling about it but how did you feel so um I kind of had a similar viewpoint you did however I had a profoundly emotional response to this film like ugly kim kardashian levels of crying in the theater like sobbing my eyes out i mean i so actually was thinking about going going today and i didn't i was like nope go like yesterday was like go today go just do it you know you have to go plus it's like three times as cheaper so it's like oh, I yeah mean, you know like tickets are cheaper on four tuesdays. versus 12 yeah so yeah. so i usually try and go tuesdays uh and i 
am very glad that I went yesterday because I would have not been able to emotionally handle recording today. Like, that's how much that movie affected me. So, I have a totally different view. And I actually, my friend Dana, hi Dana, um, had recommended this movie to me. Um, not really to us, just kind of like a, just, you know, because we, re- we like to recommend movies to each other. But, so... We talked about it and I and I felt like what I was experiencing or what I was watching was hitting so much of my own personal life, like feeling of aimlessness and not really like feeling lost and not really going anywhere. You know, I was like, holy shit, that's what I've been experiencing since July. Um, and it really touched me, you know, and so. I, she was like, she and I were talking via text because these are, that's what I'm using for my notes. I was texting with her. Um, She was like, oh, I think that the multiverse is really creative and original is a very powerful way. And I said, I actually think that the multiverse wasn't a thing at all. I think that the entire thing was Evelyn's imagination because I think that, um, so she's, she's, I think she subconsciously saw the divorce papers from Waymond. And I think that she worked it into this like world where she's she's like about to lose her business. She's being audited. She's scared right now because Jamie Lee Curtis is like kind of scary in this role, <laughs> which it took me a minute to even recognize her. By the way, I was like, wait. And then I was like, mom, <laughs> she looks just like my mom. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, <clears throat> so... I think that she is experiencing that and shutting down um, her businesses. So, and her and her, you know, her livelihood, her home is going to get repossessed, and her daughter's on the verge of becoming estranged. So, in my her mind, her daughter's like suicidal. Yeah. So, in my mind, I think that the ever the everything bagel, the black bagel, symbolized suicide or suicidal ideation, and I think that the daughter was like. I think she was feeling really awful and really terrible and obviously struggling with her mom to, um, I mean, I think, I think being an adult woman, especially when you're in your twenties and being in with your mother, it's always really complicated. It's like, I think that mothers look at their daughters and they say, well, I wouldn't have made this decision. I would have done this. I would have done that. You know, um, why wouldn't you be more like me? And it's like, well, because I'm not you. I'm my own person. And and I think it's just a, I don't think it's necessarily like something that um, women like are purposely being malicious towards their daughters or, or, you know, whatever. But I do think that it's just a, desire to want to see your daughter have more and and be better in a better place than you were and that's what she had said in the movie and stuff like that and so um i think that they played the daughter as the villain but i don't think she was ever the villain i think she she was an antagonist but i think that the grandpa is the villain he's homophobic he's I actually thought uptight, of Evelyn like, as the villain. Really? Mm-hmm. I guess I can see that. I never thought of her daughter as the villain. Really? Either. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that... Because I think we're all, like, we're kind of each villains in our own lives. Yeah, yeah. Because we talk ourselves out of things, or we talk ourselves into things, neither of which might be good for us. Right, right. We treat people horribly, 
yeah without meaning to you know right yeah um there's a song in uh, crazy ex-girlfriend where she's singing I'm the villain in my own story because she's just like accumulated all this crap and all mm-hmm. this shit that she's done and it's finally like people are like you're not who you said you were and now we're starting to come to realize that and we don't like you <laughs> you know that's also an excellent show um, but I so I had I think I had a similar feeling that you did where it was it was very it was a lot and it was First of all, like, like trigger warning to anyone who struggles with flashing lights. It was a little bit of an issue for me. Um, I get nauseous when I see flashing lights. So um, it wasn't terribly bad. But just FYI, if you get seizures from them, I would maybe avoid this movie. Because um, that was enough where I was like, oh, I wish I had known about this. You know what I mean? Because, you know, you know, I have those issues where I like flashing lights make me feel very queasy and nauseous. Um but um I, I I don't know. I did like it. I don't I don't think I would say that I loved it. I don't think that I don't know if I would really pursue watching it again, you know? Um, but I think that the symbolism was very poignant and I think at the time it was something I needed to watch because it it just like I'm getting emotional like I'm feeling my like that tightening feeling in your throat just talking about this so (laughs) I'm so glad that I watched it yesterday because I'm not kidding I finished the movie at like 6 50 and I cried till about eight or nine like I was I'm also going through something else it's not just this it's other things too in my life but well, I do want to say um, that I like the concept. I loved the concept of every decision she made just created a new, like all of us are like, we have millions of pathways that diverge because they're like decisions we made or decisions we didn't make. And so everything about that I thought was really cool. And I I, I actually also kind of wondered if it was all in her head. Yeah. Because her dad multiple times chat like chided her for not never paying attention. And so that that is an interesting theory, like, oh, mm-hmm. it's all in your head. And that that's cool. Like I like that either way, if it's real or if it's not real. The thing that I didn't like was that I felt like it was it took me a really long time to fully understand what was going on, like too long. And I think that they yeah. could have told the same story without getting so ridiculously complex. And I I got really annoyed, like to, to use the hot dog fingers as an example, I got really annoyed when they flashed back to the Alpha multiverse where Wayman came from and they were in this van and the woman's like, she must be in a multiverse where they evolved to have hot dog fingers. And that really bothered me because, I mean, the suggestion, I guess, is that every multiverse is made up of everyone's minutest decisions. It's not just about her. So I guess you could somehow say this multiverse evolved to hot dog fingers but that's not in that's not an evolutionary thing like well and also you fingers, can eat these fingers like they're like edible fingers are they i mean that's what it looks like 
well, I guess you they could were just say like technically floppy, really like hot dogs. I guess you could say any fingers are technically edible if you really yeah. want to, you know, put a cannibalistic spin on I it. Just, but but it's not an evolution because right, it, it, you're right. not going to serve it. Like evolution is survival of the fittest. Right. Somebody with hot dog fingers is not going to survive. No. No. So I don't know where I that mean, concept they can't came hold from. Anything? Yeah. And they couldn't fight. And, and like, um, it you know, kind of r- grossed me out when her real hands super became super floppy because I was like, oh gosh, are they like broken? wrist or something i did not like that and and then the raccoonie thing i thought oh it w- it's interesting to think about a multiverse where disney or a disney company sort of exists and they make a movie called raccoonie not ratatouille and right. it's a raccoon instead of a rat that totally makes sense but the fact that it's a real well, talking- except for ratatouille is a, a real dish yeah, but I mean, in this movie, I'm I'm okay with right, like right, okay, raccoon. Yeah, right, right. You know, it's a pun on ratatouille for right, raccoons. Right. That's fine with me. Right. It maybe in that multiverse, raccoonie is the name of the dish. You know what I mean? Like, right. But what bothered me was that it was a talking raccoon actually controlling a real chef, and and that is annoying because you're talking about a multiverse where raccoons evolved and are now able to talk. talk. Right. Yeah. But not every raccoon and one chef is being controlled by it. And I, so I guess that lends credence maybe more to your theory that it's all in her imagination. Right. But I still am just annoyed by it because I, I think that much like I said about the gimmicks earlier, and I'll probably repeat myself, uh, is just that like the movie had a powerful enough story without dumping all this junk on top of it. Yeah. Like tell the story of the multiverse. This is the multiverse where you became a chef. This is the multiverse where you became a movie star. This is the multiverse where you uh, are a, like you pushed your daughter too far and, and that's what started the whole thing. Right. And it was all sort of allegorical to the universe that we started in anyway. And so I, I just, I think that it was, it was powerful enough without all the antics and you still could have had the antics cause she still right. could have gleaned other things, you know, all the knowledge from the, the other versions of her. Right. And, but I just like, I felt like a lot of it was for an audience to pop and that really bothers me. What do, what do you mean? Like, um, what do you mean? Audience to pop? Like the butt plug scene. You know? <laughs> like, that's just so the audience will be like, ah, butt plugs! And the hot dog fingers, just so people would laugh. Oh, yeah, like, out you know, like, I was like, why do those look like butt plugs? And I was like, oh, you're in the middle of a theater, girl. You gotta be quiet. Like, I found myself actually... You said that, like, when she first gestured to the stamps? <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow. why are they butt plugs? Well, so I just, I felt like a lot of it was, was really for, funny. like... <laughs> Like, you know, in a Marvel movie, when you're watching a Marvel movie, you're like, you can pick out the lines that are specifically created for, like, the midnight theater viewing crowd that are Mm -hmm. just made for maximum laughs in a theater. Right. They don't really add to the movie. You just know exactly where they are. And that's what a lot of this movie sort of felt like to me in those little points where it was just like... Yeah, you know, you're out with your friends, you're in a sold-out theater, the audience is going to crack up. But sitting on my sofa alone and watching it, you know, it was like, eh, I could take or leave, like, some of this stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm glad I saw it in theaters. Um, Was it busy when you saw it? No, um, not really. I mean, I went at, like, 420. (laughs) It was, like, when the show started, so it was the middle of the day. Yeah. but I, I just, I kind of like, I feel kind of similar the way that you do and that um, 
it was a lot. It was a lot. It was everything all at once. You know what I mean? It was like, and I think that they kind of played it off like it was some sort of like superhero thing, but it really, to me, it like it wasn't ever like that, you know? And so um, I think what I would have liked more is if they had, actually, you know what I'm, now that I'm thinking about it, this movie kind of reminded me of The Fountain a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You can kind of see that. Yeah. yeah. Just like not, obviously not, it's not the same, but it's a similar like vibe, you know, um, where it's about family and love and stuff like that. And generations. And- yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I guess I, I think that it would have been maybe nicer to have more of a, like see more of a connection between the father and, and or the mother and the daughter. Um, and uh, like, maybe you see a couple scenes of what's her name. What's her character's name? Joy. Joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like joy growing up and like, you know, and, and connecting with her mom or whatever. Um, but cause I, I don't know. I think I like, I think it's easy at certain parts to maybe like not, super like totally love Evelyn like what you said like you thought she was the villain um but like Waymond was always likable you know what I mean like he was always likable from the beginning I was like I love this guy short round (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Jones which made my little fan heart so happy um and I can't wait until the fourth one comes out and I say the fourth one because the actual fourth one doesn't count because it was bad so <laughs> it was terrible also it was about like magic and all the others were about like gold <laughs> like Nazi it was about gold. aliens it was about aliens yeah, yeah. and i was like mm, did you watch the other ones because i don't think you did um yeah uh so when the fourth one comes out you know what else is coming out another scream <laughs> oh yeah yay i love scream i'm so excited Anyway, um, actually, I'm not that excited. My my, <laughs> my expectations are pretty low. Just happened. Well, Nev Campbell's not going to be in it. Oh, she's, the, no. she's the ultimate final girl. It's not going to be set in Woodsboro either. It's going to be set like in New York City. What? Yeah. Oh, my so it's gosh. Like, they're taking... New York City. Well, yeah, they're taking the formula and they're kind of doing something different with it. And I was like, is this going to work? Because every well, other how many movie screams has taken have there place. Been? This is the sixth one. It's not going to work. It probably <laughs> hasn't worked for a few movies, I would guess. The last one wasn't. It was fine. It was entertaining. But um, the actress that they chose as the main character, I was like, so you chose this actress because she Jeez. can act, right? Right. Got it. Great actress. She couldn't act. She was terrible. Mm. <laughs> so I thought maybe you were getting at something. I was that. getting at that. <laughs> she was just like, she was like Skeet Ulrich's character's daughter. Oh yeah, I think yeah, you talked Billy's about this. and and um, which could have been interesting, but not if like you have someone who can't emote. <laughs> anyway, whatever. So Jenna Ortega's in it though, and she's pretty good. So, oh yeah, yeah. She swept the nation with her Wednesday dance. Yeah, she was in You as well. She was in the third season. Oh yeah, she's she played um like this. Well, Chris Dalio was anyway. Uh, whatever. <laughs> It's not important. She did a good job either way. Uh, I do want to say something that annoyed me. Okay. Um, and that 
there was a moment when Wayman said to uh, to Evelyn, Wayman, Alpha Wayman from the other multiverse, mm-hmm. said to Evelyn, you know, talking like, you know something's off, you feel it. Uh, he says, your clothes never wear as well the next day, your hair never falls in quite the same way. And I was like, he just quoted a song from like the late 90s. A terrible song called The Story of a Girl. Have you ever heard it where he's like, This is the story of a girl? <laughs> okay. And so I got I got God. annoyed because I was like No wonder that sound is so familiar. Well, so I uh, I was like that never falls quite the same way. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I was I was expecting a big payoff because in some of the multiverses you could hear it sort of subtly oh. playing in the background. I didn't I didn't catch that. And I was like cl- there's going to like and I was thinking like the final scene's going to be set to that song. Something right. is going to happen with that song. Absolutely no payoff. Nothing. And that God, drove me bonkers because I was like that's that's a blatant rip off of the lyrics. He mm-hmm. quotes them directly to her you hear the version of this you hear the song like very quietly in the background of like two or three I scenes i never even caught that but that's and, so funny that that's well and uh <laughs> and so then it, it just never happened and like i was sort of like stomping around my apartment this morning and i was like why did they never pay that off why Were you did having they? shower and so <laughs> i looked and i found an article on mashable.com okay. and it looks like um So the writer who was writing it, it, this is him quoting, he said, the words just came out of my fingers, not knowing where they came from. The muses were filling my body and I wrote, your clothes never wear as well the next day. Your hair never falls quite the same way. And I was like, ooh, that feels good, but I definitely stole that from somewhere and I don't remember where. And so I Googled it and I was like, oh shit. So he talked to, he ended up reaching out to the band, which is nine days. And if you've never heard of that band, it's because they're literally a one hit wonder. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think they were. I think it's very generous to call it a hit. I remember that song. I think that song is pretty stupid. But anyway, that song was um, like, uh, like that was what we were listening to. We were like in high school, right? Or I was anyway. I I was a little bit older than you, but um, anyway. But either way, like around that era, I was into punk rock in high school, so I was not into that song. (laughs) I was. I got Um, a little into. I was really into this band called Creeper Lagoon. Have you ever heard of them? Oh yeah, they have a song on the Orange County soundtrack. That's how I. The movie Orange County with yeah, Jack Black. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of. Is it like? Is it Chance of a Lifetime by any chance? I don't. Know. You don't know. I, don't okay. know. I can look it up after this. But anyway, <clears throat> anywho, mm-hmm. um, anywhoozle. Uh, oh, so anyway, he reached out to the band, and the band made like a couple different versions, and so I'm like, okay. If it's just like an homage to this song and like an inside joke with him that he wrote the line without realizing at first that he stole it. I guess it's okay that it's not a payoff, especially since anyone who was born in, you know, 2000 and beyond probably wouldn't get it anyway. Because it's not that great of a song. So I don't think it (laughs) it doesn't transcend. It's not like you're quoting the Rolling Stones or the Who or something, you know. You're not like, I can't get this song out of my head. It's called Satisfaction. It's fantastic. (laughs) Like, can't, you know. Yes. Sympathy for the devil. I don't know. I'm naming like all the Rolling Stones. Wild horses. (laughs) Okay. People are just listing titles of songs. I like Rolling yeah. Stones a little bit, I guess. So I don't, it's not, I'm not like super into them, but I definitely like some of their music anyway. So, so anyway. So, Beast of Burden's my favorite. Okay, <laughs> okay sorry. <laughs> There's there people, you know that, just real quick that. Oh, just real quick? Yeah, just real quick. The lyrics are, I'll never be your Beast of Burden, but people 
thought that it was I'll never leave your pizza burning. Oh, that's nice. I like that. It's like never a weird owl. Leave your pizza burning. It's like a weird owl song. Yes. Um so anyway, so I guess I'm okay with it not having a payoff because it's kind of like a cheeky like wink. Yeah. And yeah. uh but you know, but still I, I wish that, that I wish all. that the song maybe the song played during the credits. I didn't watch all the credits. I didn't either. May, but I wish that there would have been a moment during like the final where she's like running up the stairs to save joy i wish it would have been like quite a river and drown the whole world you know like well and they I could mean, have done it in like a like, that might be cliche and gimmicky but i gotta tell you this whole movie is gimmicky you yeah know? yeah i don't want to call it cliche because i think they took uh a used trope and creative and found a way to make it like fresh despite the fact that it's convoluted as all get out and really hard to follow right. in some points i definitely but, thought you were gonna say as balls <laughs> <laughs> and i was uh, like i've never heard her say that but i was so ready it's, for it <laughs> it's convoluted and i think they could have done it in a much simpler more effective way uh-huh. so i don't so it's not cliche necessarily but it is full of gimmicks and so i'm not sure why they didn't choose the final gimmick and play that song like and give us like the hook Right. Because even though it's not a great song, you still set it up for an alley oop. It's a Chekhov's gun. It's a Chekhov's gun that I feel like never went off. And that right. really bothers me, except for the fact, like I said, if I had been born in 2006, I probably never would have. Who cares? Right. You know, I would have right. read it as a fun fact, like, oh, this is a song that my grandparents liked, you know? <laughs> so I like how your your young child voice is like an old man voice. <laughs> oh, my parents, my grandparents liked this song. <laughs> how interesting. <laughs> I love the multiverse. <laughs> I drink Metamucil every morning. I really do, though. It's really helpful. <laughs> okay, anyway. You get, you know what? Listen, folks out there. You get old. Just part of life. <laughs> and then you find yourself doing older things. And you go, oh, I'm old now. Okay, got it. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah I, uh, of, wait, wait. Can I say one thing? So I was watching this video real quick. Um, and it was a TikTok of this girl who was like, what if there was like a phone for everyone to use and it would stay in the house? And I was like, sweetie, honey, that's a landline. <laughs> that is a thing that is invented. Like she she like legitimately thought that she was like inventing something new. And I was like, babe, that's been around forever. <laughs> like that is you nothing don't think she, new. You don't think she was just joking? No, and I she think knew she what a was like 16 was? and she had no idea. She... <laughs> But there's houses with landlines still. I'm sure there is, but I think she was too young. I but, don't know. Well, her fair, her family might have a landline though. I don't know. She was acting like it was it was her no, own she invention. Was, yeah, she she was like she was seriously like saying this TikTok as if she was like, guys, I came up with this amazing idea, and I was like, oh, I'm suspicious because why would a 16 year old care they have their own phone why would they care if there was a central phone i think it was like more i don't know i mean i only it was only 20 seconds the video wasn't very long you seemed very confident until i started asking well questions. that always happens <laughs> why you break me <laughs> listen sam <laughs> i feel like sometimes i 
tell you a story and you're like, let me just play devil's advocate for the next 20 minutes. And I'm like, sometimes sometimes when I'm doing that, there's like a voice in my head that is like, just let her have it. And and then there's another voice. There's another voice where I'm like, I can't just let her have it because I need it too. Now I get that. It's like uh, it's like when you're like doing like trivia against someone and they get the question right and you're like I'm gonna kill you and then you're like and then you're like beat you. You know what? You might have gotten the answer right, but I'm gonna give you an obscure fact to make you feel like you're dumb still. Be like you know what? Even though you got that right, you're still stupid. Yeah, the Titanic hit an iceberg, but did you know? That it's in the ocean that's really deeper than other deep things in the ocean. Deeper down there at the bottom. Mariana's Trench. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So did, did I ever talk for that one coworker that I told her about King Tut? And yes. God. And she was like, How do you know? How do you know? Were you born three thousand years ago? Oh my gosh. You yes. should have been like, Yes, I yes, am. I was. Cheryl, I was born three thousand years ago. Yeah. And I use collagen, so <laughs> That's advice for you. I actually eat the souls of the um, ones that passed over to the um, underworld. So <laughs> that's how I stayed so young. Yummy. <laughs> like, they're like, we're going to mummify you. And I was like, I'm going to eat your souls. Okay. That's yeah. beautiful. Thank you. So I'm calling it Pharaoh. Oh, <laughs> Pharaoh. Yes. Hmm. And Ray Fiennes is going to be in it for some reason. Okay. It's a movie like now. Yeah. Oh. I just like him. <laughs> and baby Ray Fines looks like a young Dan Stevens. They're in the same font. <laughs> Haven't you ever heard that? Font. The same font. I like it. I have it. Like but celebrities I like it. in the same font, and they'll show like like Christian Bale and uh, James Brolin are like the same font. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Kathy Griffin and Carrot Top. <laughs> Amy Adams uh, and Isla Fisher. Yeah. No. Yeah. That. Well. Don't. Just let me have it. Uh, oh. <laughs> Oh, I should let you have yeah. this one. Okay, I see how it is. Wait, who's better? Who's better? Okay, you don't like Amy Adams and Isla Fisher? Which one is the problem? Amy Adams is the better one. Obviously, anyone I think would say that. Well, oh, I didn't know we were doing better or worse. I thought we were doing same well, font. Well, uh, you na- now you just brought it into better or worse. <laughs> I, you I were the one who brought it to it. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. We're, we're done yelling at each other. <laughs> One time we were, were never done. One time we were we were scream arguing about uh, Star Trek, but we were both agreeing with each other. Yeah. We were just like screaming at each other, agreeing. <laughs> I know passionate. you're right. I totally agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> they do that on New Girl, and it makes me laugh. Oh, yeah, like, I don't understand. You're saying nice things, but you're yelling at me. <laughs> I think me. it's the most beautiful thing you've ever done. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Whew. Yeah, I was I was kind of worried that this movie was going to be difficult to talk about because it's just like it's just a lot. Um, yeah, I do have to say I think the editing was really well done. Yeah, I guess I guess I I do agree. Like it like was if, if it wins an Oscar for editing, I'd be like, okay, that would make yep, sense. I totally yeah. get that. Yeah, because it's I as I was watching the movie, I was like, there are so many different clips that they have to keep track of that they have to. I mean, it's just like unbelievable the amount of stuff that they had that and they, they had to do. Things. They filmed probably, I would probably guess, a thousand frames 
for to show for one second oh yeah for sure like just of her different multiverse personalities that you you don't even like we don't even make sense of them they're just flashing so fast right right so i yeah i agree the editing was really good and the way it jumped back and forth and i mean hand in hand with that i think it was the editing was well done but that doesn't necessarily mean that it makes a coherent movie because it, right. it was so chaotic. And I actually think that it was a good tactic in the same vein. Like, I feel like I'm praising it and disparaging it at the same time because well, that's yeah, kind, of kind of how I feel how about, about it. Too. Yeah. It's like, I but still I, can't decide if I like really like it or yeah. not. Like I liked it enough. I obviously, I mean, obviously I did because I had that big emotional reaction to it, but I would not say that I loved it and it will never ever end up in that category of being of loved. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just I don't think even if I watched it again it would. It's mm-hmm. and there's also it's just it's just it's like a lot of flashing. It's a lot of flashing and when you when you struggle with like like it flashing lights being actually associated with um nausea and stuff like that, it's really not fun. You know what I mean? So that's part of it too is that I had to cover my eyes at one point because I was like, okay. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, when we went to go see Man of Steel, we were both like, we have to move or we're going to puke. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, which was 2011. Isn't wow. that crazy? I know. It is crazy. And I'm still angry about it after all this time. <laughs> it's been 12 years and I'm still like, oh, hell no. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I wanted to. So when I was watching uh, it, and the, about the scene, so the scene when she, uh, ju- like jumped into the multiverse of when she was a cleaning lady, and she discovered there was a safe room in the office. Mm-hmm. So she s- sort of funneled her husband and daughter, Waymond and Joy. She funneled them into that because the the bad guys were after them. That was that the like BDSM office. Yeah, the BDSM okay. the room, mm-hmm. and so she goes in there, and that's when the movie sort of started making sense to me because I think very smartly, and they should have done this way sooner. They had Waymond and Joy, like the lights were turning on for them, and they were sort of giving us exposition exposition about things and she was she actually like spelled out that she had to save them and 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 i thought that's when the movie sort of made sense all of a sudden i was like oh i get it and i yeah, and i think I there's think something so to that because I, I think before that i was just it, like it was tiring to watch it before that because i was trying so hard to keep everything straight and i couldn't right. keep it straight and I, and i think that they had the tools at their disposal to make it accessible and for whatever reason they decided to just keep like filling it full like it was like a sausage wrapper that they just kept stuffing full of meat you know and and yeah, i was and, yeah and so once she sort of spelled out what was going on and they had the really cute uh exposition dialogue between waymond and joy who were kind of watching her fight and they were like what is she doing now and then waymond's like well she has to do something silly so that she'll she'll you know like save us or you know each time and so it almost seemed like everything because i was confused about that too i was like is i'm I'm holding i'm like showing my throat because she swallowed that frog thing that was gross because i I could like the whole time i was gonna die i thought she was gonna choke on it like i legitimately was like thinking she was gonna die she swallowed this gigantic frog figurine and i was like that's gonna like how that's she's gonna need surgery oh yeah no you can't like you 
probably could poop it out, but it'll be painful as fuck. Like you're not going to be the same like, after that. Damage your bowels. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. No, I. Um, it seemed almost like pain was associated with jumping verses or something. Well, it said. You no, know, it it said. Whoops. I, sorry. It said. She had to do something statistically unlikely. Oh. So a lot of it had to do, like, some of it had to do with pain. And that's why those guys, like, put those, put that statue and that stamp up their butts. And I thought that was really gross that they were, like, fighting with them still hanging out of their butts. I was like, why are they still? And that was gross to me. And I I didn't like that. I thought it was funny that, like, the one dude, like, ran towards her with, like, no bottoms on to, like, land on the. That was funny. I do agree, and then the fact that she like pulled them out of their butts, I was like, "Don't, don't touch that! Don't it's touch that!" Pretty don't, weird. Like, I mean, like, no. so you have to do something statistically unlikely in order to jump verses. So, right. so if if Evelyn in this world is being attacked by somebody, if she does something statistically unlikely, like sing the Marseillaise or something, that's not part of the movie, but like. Or she, like, snorted a fly up her nose. She swallowed, like, a frog figurine. She drank a two liter of soda. You know, right. like, things like that. You have to do that. Right. And then it will it will put some coordinates in place to lock you into going, like, getting the mind from another one of her versions from a different multiverse who knows Kung Fu, for example. Right, so she right. could defeat this person that she was fighting. And that, and I think that that's done for comedy, but it's so much information to because like the first time she has to do it waymond alpha waymond writes this note that's like put your shoes on the wrong feet Mm -hmm. imagine being in the broom closet and i'm like janitor's closet janitor's closet and i was like what is what is going on like none of this makes sense and i just i think that there's there's like uh they needed to maybe take a trimmer or get an editor who would be like really uh, a non-frugal editor and right. maybe they could have they could have explained it a little bit quicker because once i sort of understood the motivations and 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 i i felt like things really gelled together in that safe room mm-hmm. and then after that i mean i still think there was still confusion because it jumps around so much and then she like it dies does, in yeah. one but she's okay in another and i'm like how does Hot she die and then for some reason jump multiverses and there's just so many questions and um so i i i thought that that's when that's when i really uh felt like their family unit was a gel because she's she was pretty cruel to her husband a lot and i couldn't tell for a while if her husband was helping or like if she like were we supposed to hate her husband or like him because she was yeah. pretty mean to him and they also showed him as being kind of like like irresponsible but not bad irresponsible yeah. just like way too he was like always cheerful and he was always like kind of irritatingly cheerful and so i didn't understand for a little while in the movie i'm like are we supposed to be as irritated with him as she is okay you will definitely not like him in indiana jones and i'm just saying you would think he's very annoying in that just well, he was a kid I, he was a kid yeah i mean he was that's totally different i'm, I'm talking about Showed like around. a grown man he was best friends with indiana jones <laughs> <laughs> much and like i'm sorry i just really love any Jones, so that made me feel very excited because i was like oh my god <laughs> it's like i have not seen this guy in anything else yeah I was- well i think that's the thing like he kind of disappeared <laughs> he he said in a speech i think that he stopped acting because it was hard to get roles yeah. as a chinese man yeah I and bet. and now he's being you know like rewarded for this this 
performance and he's he you know yeah he did a great job he did do a great job but i just i'm talking about like a grown man who he like i feel like the both of them were perpetually always trying to get their own shit in like she wanted things done her way and he kept trying to show her things that things could be different but neither of them were were like crossing the bridge to like communicate with each other right and so that's why for a while i was i was just thinking like how am i supposed to feel about waymond because waymond seems he seems like a good guy but she's forever like she's kind of like putting him down a lot she's like my ridiculous husband my this husband yeah and then she's like like neglectful too like he's like trying to be like hey i need you to do like he's trying to get her to sign the divorce papers because he's clearly unhappy and has been unhappy for a long time and she's just like no i have this to do i have to this to do no 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 no. this is what you have to do is not as important as what i have to do and it's like okay well thank you this is exactly why he's serving you divorce papers you know like because this is how you're making him feel (laughs) so you know um i i kind of agree with you that i think that like because he was putting um googly eyes on everything and she was getting really irritated by that i thought it was funny (laughs) i did too (laughs) i thought it was cute i think that Um, that's that's why i kind of i think that it has a strong base of a story because it's like the classic like if your relationship's not going well then the things that were really cute six months ago right are now really irritating like maybe the first time he put googly eyes on him and she was laughing you know right but they've just they've got a lot going on in their lives and things are not in the honeymoon phase anymore and so the googly eyes are driving her nuts yeah so well, yeah I, there's a, I have to say one thing too there's also one point where she when she's like coming to the realization that she was the actress um that she was like oh waymond i saw my life without you and i can't like i should have never gone with you i should have never been with yeah. you and i was like what a mean thing to say ouch i was like bitch all right well yeah. fuck you too she's like, like it was wonderful yeah she's like it was everything i ever wanted <laughs> so glad you weren't there like <laughs> like i'm on vacation wish you weren't here <laughs> you know what i mean it's i mean yeah it just i think it's it's just this woman who is like on maybe the verge of a mental breakdown or a nervous breakdown and this whole multiverse is how she's using she's coping you know um but i still think like the way that she talked to her daughter like when she like and i know that she was saying it out of concern but she's like you look fat you need to like take care of yourself it was like you know maybe the reason your daughter doesn't want to spend time with you is because you fucking call her fat you know what i mean like you know i'm pretty sure she's aware of how she looks like you know, like, that's the thing is, like, someone pointing out that you're overweight or fat, it's like, you know what? Guess what? I own a fucking mirror. I'm not aware. I'm not, I'm not unaware. I'm not unaware that I am large. Like, you don't have to point it out, you know? Um, and, and I think it's just, it's hard as, um, it's hard to hear that. No one wants to hear that, you know? And uh, I think that, like, and then at the end, I thought that her speech to her was kind of weird, too. She's like, you are fat, but... And then she kind of said, like, oh, but I love you. And I, like, sometimes, like, it was just very strange. Like, sometimes I can't stand you, but I love you and I want you to be part of my life. And I was like, uh, okay, I guess that was good enough. Like, I actually really liked that. Uh, so, from okay, there's a couple things that I really liked about it because... I did. I did like it, too. I'm just saying like it started out so rough you know what i mean you know yeah well 
so Joy was talking to Becky. Jo- Joy's girlfriend's back back name is Becky, mm-hmm. and Becky was like, "I know you told me this, Joy. Like, if she insults me, if your mom insults me, that means she cares." And so they've established at the beginning that the mother. I think I don't know a lot, so I'm not trying to step out of bounds, but I do know that um, the Chinese like parent and children relationship is is very different than western parent and child relationships and i think this movie is a very interesting study in universal parent relationships but i think it's grounded in chinese mindsets such as like they show her being born and the doctor says to the father i'm sorry it's a girl yeah and and the father is uh, perpetually disappointed in the daughter but i don't think he's evelyn and evelyn evelyn's father is perpetually disappointed in in her but it's not because he doesn't care about her. It's because the worldview in China is so different and it's honor based and it's and there's so much at play. Uh, but I also think that one of the reasons the family is imploding is because Waymond and Joy are able to express their emotions, but they are with her and she's, you know, like the matriarch of the family is usually the emotional center and she's not in this case. Right. She cannot express her emotions, probably because of how she was raised. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like a perpetual generation after generation thing. And maybe part of that is because her father was slightly disappointed that she was a girl because that's how China was back then, you know, like right, the one right. child policy and everything. So I like that they established that the mother, Evelyn, Evelyn's just she's she's almost incapable of expressing love she feels love but she is so constipated she doesn't know how to express it yeah and she expresses it through criticism and so I like how she goes through this life change and she goes through this multiverse thing and she saves her family and she saves everything but at the end of the day I really like that she's still Evelyn they don't have this like hallmark moment where they're new different people They've just come, yeah. like, they basically have just, you know, you, you, you they've leveled up, you yeah, know? Yeah. Basically, you've leveled like, up. You're, you I were was going to sell the town during Christmas, but you've changed my ways, yeah, like, Nicolette Sheridan. You were a, a 49, and now you're a 50. And so, yeah, she's still going to tell her daughter, like, listen, you are gaining weight. And, and we've established early on that that's how she expresses love. But she's also... She also, like, hugged her daughter, and she also expressed her love to her daughter in ways that she probably never had before. So I I thought that in terms of writing characters, I thought it was incredibly balanced, and I really liked how they did that. Because that is a mother thing. Like, the movie Lady Bird, I think, is maybe one of the best movies about mother-daughter relationships I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And, And I think that this movie also has some really beautiful gold nuggets about mother-daughter relationships and how your mother can like break your heart and she doesn't even realize she's doing it and i'm not talking about like toxic mother relationships there are obviously bad mother relation mother-daughter mother-child relationships but i mean in a situation where the mother is for all intents and purposes uh the mother is a good mother she just you know, there's just so many life things that have come at her her whole life right. that you can never even know about. And and in your life is is there's things coming at you that she can never know about. And you know, so yeah, sometimes moms say stuff about your weight and that sucks. 
but I, I like that this movie made it look like, yeah, she's she's come this far, but she's still not perfect. And 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 also I really liked that that relationship is a two-way street because Evelyn says to Joy, she's like, look, you only come here when, you only come visit me when you need something. Right. You never call me and we have a family plan, so phone calls are free. You know, so yeah. I like how... Um, that felt a little close to home, if her, you know what I'm talking about. Like, I like that her and Joy <laughs> both... Mom, just stuff I just... Anyway. <laughs> well, well, her and her mom, they both had something to work on. Right, right. And Evelyn wasn't, like, the reason that Joy... You know, Evelyn was a catalyst in Joy's current trajectory. Mm-hmm. But she wasn't a full reason. Like, you know, but Joy was also a catalyst in some things. And and I, I think that, that was a very realistic portrayal of a relationship and I like that Evelyn accepted Joy, Joy and Becky, but she was like, "But my dad probably won't." So we just have to like right. he's from a different generation, and and then and then when she finally like came to came to be proud of her daughter, and she introduced her, she's like, "Dad, this is Joy, and this is Becky, her girlfriend." And Joy was like really still hurt and so she ran out and i thought that that was really interesting because it's like yeah you may have come to this like realization this like self-actualization moment evelyn may have but joy hasn't yet so i like that joy like evelyn followed joy out and joy's still young she's like in her early yeah and and so she followed her out and she's like no i'm gonna win this with love you know And, and i thought that that was really a really beautiful and and so I, I didn't mind. I mean, I thought it was really sad in the beginning when she's like, you're too fat. You never visit. But in her, like, what she's actually saying is like, uh, you know, like, I'm I'm crying out for help. Evelyn is. Right. But I don't know how to ask for it. I don't know how to tell you that I love you. I don't know how to tell you I'm proud of you. I don't know how to tell you that I don't want you to make the same mistakes I have. And so there's just, it's like such a very weighty thing. Right. The whole interaction between them. And, and I thought they did that really well i think so too um i like too that they kind of had this like montage of her like helping people along the way um you know with the rekakuni <laughs> that was I, that whole thing was ridiculous but you know so, what was that harry shum jr i think it was mm-hmm. yeah so i think he was on glee wasn't yeah. he on glee? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah i looked him up because i was like i recognize him yeah, and me i went too. oh and I was he's like, from glee wow <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so he uh you know, he was like running with her on his shoulders and then he collapsed because he couldn't run any farther. And then she's like, no, I'll carry you. And so she ran the rest away and it was ridiculous. But at the same time, I was like, that was kind of sweet that she like understood, oh, I messed up. And this guy really cares about his Rekakuni and he really wants him back. Um, and I also like that her and Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, Deirdre Bobirdra, <laughs> Bobirdra <laughs> was... Um, they were kind of like connecting and having this moment, like laughing, and they were like, it looked like they're smoking tobacco or yeah. weed or something together. They were vaping, yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, because versus before, they were very, they were at odds with each other. And then she kind of was like, you're, you're like, I mean, essentially, Deirdre's kind of almost like in the same position that she was in where she had this romance that didn't end up working out and it really broke her heart you know and um i think that these two women were like just connected on a human level and despite them kind of being at odds with each other with her you know deirdre bo beardra <laughs> working for that <laughs> so funny working for the irs and her like almost shutting her down 
I think that she empathized with her to the point where she was like, I will work with you and I'll do what it takes to help you out, you know? And, um, that was very sweet too. And yeah, yeah. I mean, there were, there were a lot of things that I did like about this movie. I, yeah, there were things that were, yeah. I mean, I, like, I would not say, I would say that I'm definitely leaning more towards liking it. I don't think I dislike it. I just, I just not sure I love it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, it's, it's not so black and white. It's, it's not like, it's not a, it's not something where I can put it in the category of, I watch it and immediately hate it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and let me see what else. Like, I mean, I, let's see. I don't really, I just don't have a lot of notes and I obviously didn't write any in theaters, but. I liked, there was something I liked about it. I liked the, like the whole nihilism, nihilistic outlook that Joy had or Jobu Tupaki had. Mm-hmm. So, in one of the multiverses, Evelyn figured out a way to travel to different multiverses. I dropped my pen. To travel to different multiverses. Yeah. And <laughs> so she... You do that like every other week. You're like, whoop! Oh, my pen flat in my hand. <laughs> she, uh, she pushed her daughter too hard to travel, to use this device and travel to other multiverses she used yeah. her daughter as a guinea, guinea pig basically in it it reminded sort me of, of a striker from x-men did you ever see the second one yeah X-Men but too. it's been a long time it was brian cox's character was like a psychopath and he like put his son in and like tried to just fry his brain and and really ended up messing the guy up like a lot i mean it was a lot like it was really bad so but it reminded me a lot of that it was very very similar yeah and so her daughter sort of her brain sort of went crazy and then she could suddenly see all multiverses all at once and she could manipulate matter and she could do things and so she was she made like this black hole that was like an everything bagel that she put all of her hopes dreams fears sadnesses everything on it and it was slowly sucking up all these other multiverses Mm -hmm. and um so oh the nihilism i was like where was i going with this so i liked how evelyn and joy or jobu tupaki got to talking and and slowly this story emerged just about basically like depression suicidal suicidal thoughts and tendencies and and just everything that's just not feeling heard and just the world just feeling so chaotic and and awful and she said the phrase like nothing matters quite a few times and i and that resonated with me more than yeah other aspects because sometimes um like sometimes when i'm like i had a job that i didn't really like and sometimes when i would (laughs) endure just like somebody yelling at me or insulting me on the phone i would think to myself like really none of this matters right and that's i mean that's like sort of a freeing thought but it's also kind of sad as well because it's like i'm feeling that way but the person who's yelling at me isn't feeling that way but it just feels sometimes like so pointless you know and i think that that's a stage where I don't think I mean like that's not good because you're discounting other people's contributions and emotions and feelings in the same universe and and so I I thought it was interesting just exploring that idea of 
you could get to a point where you're like, none of this actually matters. And while it feels sort of liberating, it's actually kind of scaring and and scary. Yeah, and depressing. And I liked how Evelyn sort of snapped out of it and started telling people like, no, you're lovable. You matter. Mm -hmm. You know, you matter. What you what you care about matters, you know, and and I liked that that was an answer to that. Nothing matters. And that's how she was able to pull joy from like going into the the bagel, and I and I liked that. Yeah, and and Joy was saying something like, I can't quite remember, but it was something along the lines of like, I've searched for a long time, and I finally met you, and now you and I can do this together. Like I've been waiting for you, and mm-hmm. now I won't be alone. And it was just like, just so sad, you know. There's okay. <laughs> um, this movie, I mean, it it hit me on a, a profound level, you know? I'm getting emotional talking about it, and I'm so glad that I did not see it today, because holy shit, I, uh, I had a rough day yesterday. Um, but, it, like, it, you know, I mean, Joy just, it, it, I just... I, I connected a lot with her as a character because of her sense of aimlessness in this world and feeling frustrated and not able to get what you want or where you want to be is really scary. And you don't know what's going to happen in this world. And then you feel like, you know, your mom's not on your side. Not that I don't, I feel like that or anything, but it's regardless, it's, it's a, I'm at a point in my life where a lot of things are changing and I hope they're changing for the better. And so watching this, it it was kind of just like it, it like just spoke to me on another level, you know? And, um, I think there's a lot of beauty in that and that it's about love and about relationships and about, knowing like every person goes through the same exact thing we all go through these times where we feel like we need guidance or we need um someone to hold our hand and joy was i mean i think she was like on a little boat in the middle of the ocean and then you know her mom was kind of like hey like the Carpathian saving all the <laughs> remaining Titanic survivors. You know what I mean? So I don't know why I just like, it. I was like the first time I was, I was trying to think of like a big ship and I was like the Carpathian, <laughs> you know? So um, it wasn't like the stupid Californian that ignored the Titanic and then a lot, all those people die. So that is actually a thing that happened. That's the real that's part of the story. So anyway, uh, so I, I definitely, um, I, I just, I had a very, profound reaction to this and i'm still feeling it because i can feel myself getting choked up as i'm talking and stuff and um yeah i think that's all i have to say about that i yeah (laughs) i liked i liked when she when evelyn sort of confronted her father and because her father in the in the one multiverse, her, the alpha version of her father was like, you have to let Joy go, let her go. 
and Evelyn was like, I can't let her go. How could you let me go? Because right. he, well, he was asking basically, to kill her, right? Yeah. yeah. And he basically disowned her when she ran away with Waymond. Right. You know, and they, I guess only recently, I don't know exactly how long, but they started communicating again and he was visiting. And I thought it was really heartbreaking when she was like, how could you let me go? And I think that that also speaks to a lot of things like parents who disown their children for being gay or parents who disown their children for having a baby when they're a teenager or yeah. any number of things it's like how can how can you do this how can you do this to your child yeah it's you not know? the most vul- like the most vulnerable part of their life mm-hmm. i i mean that like when i hear about stuff like that about parents doing that to their kid I could I could see if it was like okay so my child murdered someone and they can't be part of my life anymore totally totally get it but your child wants to have sex with the same gender that they are who fucking cares mm-hmm. like at the end of the day it doesn't change who they are they're still your kid you still I would hope love them but if like the fact that they might be gay or they might have produced a child and made a, a pretty big mistake when they were younger is like is that is that like i feel like in something in a case like that like having a child when you're younger maybe that is time for the parent to look at themselves and go what did i do that caused me to fail my child in order to give her the proper education that she needed to stay safe and to not be pregnant you know at some point there needs to be, you know, like with Gong, I think was his name, Gong Gong, right? Yeah. Um, he needed to look at himself and go, you know what? I messed up and my daughter's still my daughter and she chose love and I should respect that because like, I, got, I mean, she's fairly successful except for the fact that like she's going to get shut down. But you you assume until then she was fairly successful. You know, she had like a, her own business and everything. Um that's a lot um, more than most people can say uh and i i think that it's i i I, this movie is definitely like a generational kind of like look at how our actions affect our loved ones and the consequences that come of those actions you know Mm -hmm. um and i mean to go back to like the whole like hot dog fingers thing so her and 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 Deirdre Bo Beardra were in a relationship. I keep saying that it's just funny. It's just fun. We're in a relationship, and then what did she, what did she like do? Or she said something, and she and like le- wanted her to leave or whatever. And um, but she oh here we go. It says that she emotionally is hurting other people in her in her in her universes, and that's just kind of what Evelyn seems to do is that consistently all of her different um, iterations consistently hurt the people that she loves in her life. Like when she was a, a celebrity. So she's a huge celebrity, really famous in China. And, um, and Waymond is very successful, successful businessman. And she's like, we should try this again. We should be together. And he's like, no, why, why would we like, you hurt me. You hurt me so badly why would I want to do that again? And I'm like, yeah, I get it. Why would you? Why would you Why would you put yourself in a situation where you know that there is a very distinct possibility that you could end up in the same way that you did before, heartbroken and alone? And 
I think yeah. I think that there's an aspect of this movie that's really interesting because it's like never being satisfied with the position in life you're in. Yeah. And always sort of looking into the distance for something that will satisfy you. And so yeah, she became a big movie star, but then she saw Waymond and she realized, you know, like oh maybe i did love him and he said something really sweet she's like she because she said if we would have run away together we would have lived over a failing laundromat and he said something really sweet and he was like you know in a different life i would have really loved to live over a laundromat with you and do everyday chores and there's a did you ever see the movie beautiful girls i know we've talked about it before i don't think so well there's some so in the movie Beautiful Girls is about this guy who goes back to visit his like childhood home. I think he's going I think it's a reunion or a birthday party. I think he's there for a birthday party or something, but he's sort of interacting with friends from his like high school days and his past and he's sort of wrestling with he's in a relationship with a female, a woman who um he's at a point where it's like, you know, shit or get off the pot basically. <laughs> like nice. what are you going to commit to her right. or not? Like in does committing to her mean like this part of your life is over and will the next part of your life be good and are you missing out on something and so anyway and then Uma Thurman is in the movie and she plays a woman who's just sort of visiting the town she's just sort of like passing through and she's very pretty and kind of exotic looking and and the guys are kind of sort of falling all over themselves trying to talk to her and her and this main guy get into a conversation a private conversation and she's talking about how like she's asking about his girlfriend who didn't come his girlfriend's like in new york city and he's at his childhood home in like new jersey or i don't know where it's like somewhere in new england and she's like you know like while you're sitting here deliberating on on if you should commit to her or not there's probably other men in the world who wish that they could be in your shoes right now and i really like that because it's it's not like it's not like he's in a toxic relationship and she's like, no, stay in this toxic. It's like he has a good thing, but he's so afraid of the other things that he's going to miss out on right. by like committing to a good thing. And I like the idea of like the thing that you are afraid of is something that somebody else would kill for. Right. And I really liked when Waymond was like, you know, in another world, <laughs> I would live over a failing dirty laundromat with you. And I, and I think that that's really poignant as well. I think so too. It was it was um, it was very clear that it was like it doesn't matter what our status is in this life because we'd be together. Mm-hmm. And he loved her, you know, and he loved her a lot. And um, I I don't know. I the more I talk about this movie, actually, the more I like it. So. <sighs> Well, I I really liked how um, at the well I didn't like actually I'm still on the fence honestly I don't know if I actually like this movie I think it has uh, what I've a phrase I've said before I think it has good bones and I think it's an interesting story at its base level but it's such a mess that it was it was really difficult to watch I I really was like very anxious watching a lot of it um, and uh, the beginning is so chaotic. And I think it's well done in a way. Like there, there just there's just things happening before she even jumps multiverses. This just it's so much chaos and so much talking and so much jumping around and so fast and so messy and so out of control. It's like it's painful to watch. And and then at the end of the movie, when they've sort of leveled up and they're all level fifty now, 
Um, I really like how they have the scene around the dinner table where they're getting the receipts ready to go to the auditor. And it's like 180 degree difference. It's very calm. They have all these neat piles. Joy is there and she's going to go with them to translate. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, it's just so peaceful. And I think that that's actually like really well done uh, in general. Like it's such a good visual visual representation of the peace that's now residing with them because of just everything that has happened. And um, I like when they're in the IRS office in the lobby and she like kisses Waymond very like passionately and seductively in a way almost, but very cutely at the same time. And yeah. I, and I, I thought that that was really sweet because I really wanted them to kiss because I think um, I was nervous that it was going to run <laughs> into the same problem that like I had a friend my friend Amber spelled this out a lot more smartly than I did but when we reviewed Imagine Me and You she sent me something afterwards and she was talking about how wait I have to say something it's really funny I was thinking about that movie earlier and I was thinking about the relationship between the parents and how the dad was like I didn't really like your mother and I was like why (laughs) why did you get married then you know yeah, well, Amber was talking about how in a lot of movies about lesbians, like, they, the lesbian couple can never have a happy ending. Mm-hmm. Like, they either, like, they're either like a Romeo and Juliet type where they can never be together or the relationship. Portrait of a lady on fire. Yeah, mm-hmm. or the relationship, they might end up together, but they've come to each other in, like, weird circumstances. Or like you choose Shitty Mackenzie Davis over Awesome Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> and I was afraid that this movie might be too gimmicky to let the lovers love. Mm-hmm. So I was really excited that Joy and Becky got a, a nice kiss. Like, when she was outside the window at the, uh, leaning into the car, they got a nice, like, romantic moment together and i was really glad that i thought Wayman's becky was really cute with like how she was like just the first time you see her she's like kissing just like her cheek and all over her cheek and it was like and i was like i love it's that cute. it was yeah, so cute. It's cute yeah like made you feel good and you know? i like that waymond and evelyn got a really nice romantic kiss as well because i think it it goes because I, like when characters <laughs> like at the end of uh pacific room for example when characters who are clearly romantic in some capacity just do like the most blandest vanilla ice cream thing it so makes you, me feel like, like we're in the well, <laughs> it makes me feel like i'm in like the 1940s where they're like well people can't kiss for more than two seconds on screen you know so <laughs> let's pretend that we're not all here because people have sex and people fall in love you know what i mean like so i i was really afraid that the, the movie was going to be too full of its own gimmicks to give us some like a little bit of like romance a little bit of like you know give me something because this is what people do people kiss people you know what i mean like yeah so i was i was happy that they that they allowed the two couples to have their moment and i also really liked how the grandfather to everyone's surprise accepted becky as the yeah. girlfriend and he said something to her in chinese he said like girlfriend in chinese and she smiled and then she goes what did he say and i <laughs> and thought that was, was like, really yeah. funny yeah what <laughs> yeah i um yeah i i think that the end so do you think that Waymond and Evelyn, do you think that they're going to work it out and try and see, stay married? Yeah, because early he earlier in the movie when he served her the papers, he said they knew a couple 
who were having problems, but then when one of them served the other one papers, it actually like opened up the doors to talk about it and they were able to work it through. So I thought that that was for me enough foreshadowing that they're going to work it out. Also, right. the way they kissed was not the kiss of like a couple that was going <laughs> to yeah, divorce. No, it, was, it was definitely a kiss of people who, who cared about it and like yeah. were in love with each other. Yeah. Um, and she realized yeah. how patient and good and, and how he, you know, like, he put out so many fires for her that she never oh, yeah. appreciated. And well, he, and every time she was like super chaotic and tense and stuff like that, he was like, it's okay. Mm-hmm. We'll work it out. It's fine. I have this, you know, I, I liked Waymond a lot. I was like, I think he's a great husband. I hope that I find someone like that in the future. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, it, you know, I'm always looking for the next, like, Greg from uh, American yeah. Housewife. Always looking for the next, the next, next Greg. M- Mr. Lauren. Greg? <laughs> <laughs> next Mr. Lauren. Yeah. Mr. Wright. <laughs> Isn't there a movie with, like, Bill Pullman and uh, Ellen DeGeneres called Mr. Wrong yes. or something? Mr. Isn't Wrong. It Tom Selleck? That was Bill Pullman. I don't know. I never saw it. I, probably, I saw it, but it's been a I don't long think time. at this point I would watch it because unless unless it's young Bill Pullman, unless it's maybe. Kevin Cutner, this is young. This is Kevin You know. So speaking of, I watched uh, Megan. Oh, I forgot to tell you that I watched oh, yeah. Megan. Yeah, you did tell me. Oh, I did tell you. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I was. I had my friend over named Adrian, and we were watching it on. Um, peacock and i was like yeah i signed up for peacock to watch halloween kills which happened like three years ago (laughs) and i was like and i was just gonna end my subscription but then i was like well no you know i'll keep it because i'll watch yellowstone because i love kevin costner i still haven't watched yellowstone oh geez my mom loves yellowstone (laughs) she loves it she loves it does Mm -hmm. she also like kevin costner my mom, um, my mom thinks he's a babe. I don't know if she does. My mom is, she's got, her head is so full of Tom Selleck. I don't think there's room for anyone else, to be honest. Tom Selleck. I love Tom Selleck. One time when we I were, die, I want you to throw Tom, my ashes in Tom Selleck's face. One time it's at work, when we worked together at the theater, yeah. she said to somebody, Tom Selleck can put his boots by my bed any day. And I was like, Mother! <laughs> Do not say stuff like that around me. Jeez. Oh, Pamela. <laughs> she loves him. She loves Tom Selleck. You know, um, that that Sam, my Samsung TV has like um has like a Samsung version of cable, essentially. Oh yeah. So I get this one channel and it's like Blue Bloods, FBI, like Law and Order SVU. It's like all those like NCIS, you know, it's all those crime shows. Yeah. And so Tom Selleck is on Blue Blood, so I was kind of watching it, and I was like, and that's it. That, that's a whole story, but that's also where I saw, where I was watching FBI, and I saw Jeremy Sisto, and I was like, oh, my sweet baby Jesus. I was like, oh, my Lord, who is that man? And then I looked him up, and I was like, oh, my God, that's Elton from Clueless. He is so hot. He is so fine. I can't get over it. <laughs> I was like, oh, my, I was like, oh. <laughs> the, the, the Lord was not enough for me that day. I tell you, I don't know what happens to me. I become an old Southern woman when I find someone attractive. It's very strange. Would you recommend the movie? I don't think so. I, I know I said a lot of things and that were positive, and I do feel like there was some, there were positive things, like really good positive things in the movie, but overall... I don't know if it's good. It's not. I don't know if I would classify it as like a good movie. Yeah. I think it's good. A good concept and a creative concept. But it's 
it's just it's a lot and yeah. it's and i think that i struggled to care at first there was something that i like the characters started endearing themselves to me a little bit more as i was watching but there was just so much going on that it was hard for me to appreciate every aspect as it was happening and i think um performances were really good I, yeah i agree um and i and you know obviously it's not a terrible movie it's not the worst movie it's not even like i don't even know if i'd call it a bad movie even though i'm saying it's not a good movie i'm still just i just i'm not really sure how i feel about it except for the fact that i i can know definitively in my own opinion that i'm not really sure why people are so crazy about it because i don't know if it's worthy of that much praise because yeah. of just how I crazy it is that actually so i don't think i would recommend it i think that there's other movies that are probably probably get the point across a little bit better but so yeah i'm just i'm sort of just like I'm indifferent about it most of the time, uh, but I'm not totally. I I can't just totally turn my back on its on, right. on some of its like positives. So, what do you, how do you feel? Um, I I think that I think you and I are in similar boats. Um, I what think- <laughs> is that? shocking to you <laughs> are you shocked <laughs> um <laughs> it must be the venus jupiter conjunction you asked me earlier what it meant they were kissing <laughs> according to whatever website i read it on um i would say that i think the only reason i would recommend it is because i had such a profound emotional reaction to it and honestly that's it i think yeah i think i, I kind of agree with you it's it's definitely not it's not a bad movie it's not a great movie. It's an entertaining movie. It's kind of fun. It is fun. Yeah, and and it's um, fun. And, and it touched me very much. I mean, it, it obviously, but it, I mean, I'm also, I also think I'm also going through my own problems and issues right now, and so I can understand how that might like affect me so much because I was like, oh hey, this the same things that this woman is going through, except for the suicidal ideation. Luckily. Um, or this girl is going through really, really joy. Really, is the one um, is are the same things I've been experiencing, you know, since last year. And um, those things can feel very scary and overwhelming, and um, and really difficult. And so I think that it's, I think it, it could be worth the watch. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I would. I I guess I would say yes. But I would never like be like, oh, you absolutely have to watch this movie. It's like one of the best movies ever. You know, like there are some movies that I definitely do that with. This will not be one of them. So that's my answer. Yeah. Other than that, um, I'm glad I saw it. You know, I, I'm not I didn't I don't regret watching it. I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, I think I probably needed some big emotional release and I got that for like three hours. So, um, <laughs> you know, like great. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's my answer. Yeah. So, so you guys can follow us on Instagram at Watchers and Movies or Facebook at Watchers and Movies. If you have a recommendation, you can do a couple of things. You can either DM us on social media. You can also email us at Watchers and Movies at gmail.com. 
And you can also visit our website. That's watchersofmovies.weebly.com. And thank you so much to Mike for our theme music. Yeah, you can find him on Twitter at the Mike Show 42 His name is Mike Myers. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. And that's it. Bye-bye. Bye.